Hi, everyone, and welcome to Four Years of Faith, a podcast on Catholicism in college. I'm Kevin Jackson, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mary Joy Kozak. MJ, how's your week going? Kevin, it's going really well. I just got back from a nice morning jog with a friend to the Tidal Basin and the Jefferson Memorial. And for those who don't know, it's currently peak bloom right now for cherry blossoms here in Washington, D.C. So the weather's continuing to get nicer, and, you know, it's springtime, so good good stuff all around. Kevin, how's your week going? I was down at the Cherry Blossoms on Saturday, and I don't think I've ever seen so many people in downtown D.C. It was a madhouse, so glad you got a little bit more relaxed environment this morning. Uh, my week's going well, pretty busy, but uh, hanging in there and trying to enjoy the last couple weeks of senior year. Yeah, I know. It's going by quite quickly, uh, actually scarily quickly. Yeah, normally we try to start off these podcasts in different ways, but today, MJ, you and I thought we'd just jump right into our conversation. We're really excited for it, and our topic is careers. Careers is definitely an interesting topic, um, especially among college students. You know, Kevin and I, both being seniors, it's been, you know, a a topic that is often talked um, about when people are like, oh, well, what are you doing next after college? Um, And it really has us thinking not only about, you know, these next few weeks, but also what the rest of our life is going to be like. Definitely. And we really want to highlight the intersection between faith and careers, talking a little bit about vocation as well, what that means. And thinking about how our faith might inform our career decisions. As you said, MJ, it's relevant for seniors, but also I think relevant for freshmen, sophomores, juniors who coming into college, the underlying question is, what are you going to do next? So hopefully this is a good way to think about that. Joining us in our conversation about careers today, we're now eager to welcome in our guest for this week's show, Gus Lloyd. Gus hosts the morning show for the Catholic Channel on Sirius Satellite Radio. He also serves as a speaker at conferences, retreats, and parish missions on various topics related to Catholicism. In addition, he has written several books and has sold a million copies of the books in this series, A Minute in the Church, which have been distributed around the world. We're so grateful that he's taken some time to have a conversation with us today. Gus, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, MJ. I am. I always like to say I'm better than I deserve, because if I got what I deserved, I'd be in big trouble. How about you? We're doing well, for sure. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, doing well. Thanks again for joining us today, Gus. We're excited for our conversation and uh, grateful for your time. Yeah, me too. Awesome. So as MJ mentioned, you serve in a variety of roles, including being a Catholic radio show host, a speaker, and author, all of which are quite impressive. But um, we were wondering if you would just mind telling us a little bit about some of those roles that you do. Yeah, well, you know, let me just kind of say that, for me anyway, and I think this should kind of be the case for most folks, is that everything works together. You know, it's not as though my uh, job on the radio is separate from my job as a speaker, which is separate from my job as a writer and an author. Everything that I do really kind of works together. So I envision all of this as being part of my ministry. You know, my, my life, my job, all the stuff that I do, is really all part of one big whole that I consider to be my ministry. So I never, I never look at things at all the different things separately. And it's great because I really feel like God has me doing the things that he has been calling me to do. And I've been very blessed that it branches out into a lot of different kind of roles. But like I say, all encompassing into that one role of being Gus, uh, Gus Lloyd kind of evangelist, if you will. 
That's wonderful. Yeah, we've talked before about having, you know, a holistic perspective, and I think that's really neat in all the work, you know, the, the diverse work that you do, having that all come together um, in, in your greater ministry. Yeah, it, it works for me, and I'm, you know, I, I got to tell people all the time, I really have to pinch myself every morning. When, when I get up every morning and I start doing show prep for the radio and the, you know, prayer time and the stuff that I do in my life, I just got to pinch myself every morning and say, gosh, Lord, are you going to let me do all this again today? And every day, uh, every day is an adventure. And I hope that we can all get a bigger look at our lives that way and see everything that we're doing as being serving the Lord. No matter, no matter what our occupation is, no matter what our vocation is, everything that we do should be in some way serving the Lord. That's awesome. And I think that that is a great way to look at it. And we definitely want to unpack that a little bit. And uh, talk about careers, especially as it might relate to young people like Mary Joy and I. Yeah, exactly. It ties perfectly in our topic today, which is on exactly careers and how to go about pursuing a career from a faith perspective. So I think it'd be helpful to know a little bit about your own career path and how you came to be a host of a show on the Catholic Channel. So would you mind sharing a little bit about your path? Be honored to. First, I am kind of a well, maybe not unique. I mean, we're all unique in one respect. But, you know, it's funny because I always knew what I wanted to do ever since I was a little kid. I remember when I was a kid, and we're talking eons ago, when I was a kid, I would sit in my living room and I would listen to guys on the radio. You know, I would listen to those big boss jocks on the AM radio. And I used to look at my parents and say, I want to be one of those guys. I like this. I like that. And so ever since I was a little kid, I knew that I wanted to be on the radio. So uh, after I graduated from high school, I immediately went to broadcasting school and I spent a year in broadcasting school. And right after I graduated from broadcasting school, I went right into my career in radio. So I had to move away from my hometown and I got my first gig in radio. And for about five years, I was doing what we refer to as the radio gypsy thing. That's where you go from town to town, market to market. You're looking for you know, bigger stations, bigger audiences, more money, more prestige, all that other kind of stuff. And realistically, I mean, I was really chasing after success in the eyes of the world. I wanted nothing more in my entire life than to be a big, rich, famous radio star. That was that was my goal from the get go. Well, God had a different plan. And after about five years doing secular radio, I found myself in a really bad spot in life. And I knew that if I wanted to, uh, <laughs> if I wanted to survive, I had to get out of the radio business. So I did. I got out of the radio business. I started a different career, took a couple of different career paths. And after I had this, this radical conversion experience in my life, uh, I was driving around in my truck one day and I was tuning around the FM radio dial when I heard a Catholic radio station. So I was really kind of taken aback by this because I'd never lost my love for radio. Radio was always my first love. It's what I really always wanted to do with my life. But after being out of the business for about 10 years or so, I'm fishing around the radio dial. I hear this Catholic radio station. And I know this is going to sound a little odd, but God spoke to me in my truck that day. And he told me, you need to call this radio station. You need to tell them who you are, that you've got years of radio experience, and ask if they need any help. So I did just that. I went home, and I picked up the phone, and I called WBVM, and I said to the station manager at the time, 
hi, my name is Gus Lloyd, and God told me to call you. Now, <laughs> try that next time at your, at your next job interview and see how that goes for you, right? But luckily, <laughs> this guy was a very spirit-filled man, and he, so I told him my story and that I had years of radio experience, and he said, well, how soon can you get here? And that very weekend, I was back on the radio, and uh, after a very short period of time, they asked me to do their morning show, so I took on their morning show. I did that for about 13 years. And then uh, one day in 2006, I get a random email from out of the blue, somebody I'd never heard from or heard of before, who said, hey, we're starting a Catholic channel on Sirius Satellite Radio. We've done a nationwide search and asked all these people we trust who should do our morning show. And yours was the only name that came up. So we'd like to talk to you about doing our morning show. And so ever since then, since 2006, I've been doing my radio show, Seize the Day, on the Catholic channel on Sirius XM channel 129. I've been doing it from home every day, been almost 13 years at that now, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And as I said, I, I'm so very blessed. I just love what I do every day, and it's just been an amazing, amazing ride. That's amazing, Gus. Thank you for sharing that story. Uh, people have told me that I have a face for radio, so maybe I need to <laughs> consider consider going into the radio industry. But now, in all seriousness, I, I really find inspiring the way that God used the skills and the passions that you had for radio, even before you thought about using it in a Catholic context, he used those skills later in your journey. I couldn't agree more. And I think the other part that's neat is that you took that leap of faith and that trust by, you know, listening to God and, you know, by giving that phone number a call and look where you are now. So it's neat because, you know, there's so many different things in life and looking back at like little moments and a little email or text or call in your case could make all the difference. You know, I, I like to say it like this, MJ. God doesn't put a desire in our heart for nothing. There's no, you know, God doesn't, God doesn't do that for no reason. There's, I believe, a, a great desire. that God puts passion in our hearts and in our lives for a reason. And one of the reasons, I believe, is to pursue those. Now, it may not work out for everybody that that passion is able to be pursued for a living, to, in order to put bread on the table. But even if that's not the case, I think it's in, incumbent upon us to pursue our passions, to find that love that God has put in our heart for something, and to really run with it and to really go with it. For some folks, you know, the very fortunate ones like me, it does work out to be that you can actually make a living and, and you can put that into practice in what you do. So a, different, a little bit of a different twist on that concept as well is this. Can we find a passion for what it is that we are doing, that we are doing for a living? You understand what I mean? Instead of, yeah. instead of pursuing our passion, like if someone wants to, to be an artist and, and, and doing art just they can't figure out a way to make money at that, to, to put food on the table that way, then whatever it is that you do, can you, can you create a passion for that? And I think that's a very important concept for people to try to get as well. Yeah, I love that. So one of my mom's uh, good friends, her mom was an inspiration to me, and she always told us this quote that I love. It's that life's not about getting what you want. It's about wanting what you get. And that definitely seems to resonate with that. When I came to Georgetown, I was in some ways like a young Gus Lloyd in the sense that I really thought I wanted to pursue broadcasting and journalism. And realized that Georgetown, as much as I wanted to come here, was not the place that was going to foster that in the most direct way. But 
in my time here have come to love and appreciate the little ways that I can still use my passion for media, my passion for video. And it's, as you said, Gus, finding the ways that you can bring your passions to where you are in life. Yeah, I, I think that when we can wrap our mind around that, oftentimes I think we spend so much energy on looking at the other side of the fence, you know, that whole the grass is greener on the other side of the fence concept, sure, sure. instead of trying to fertilize the grass on our side of the fence. So maybe that's something that we could all do a little better at. Absolutely. So, Gus, it's nearly impossible to talk about careers from a Catholic perspective without the word vocation coming to mind. So we'd like to ask how you understand the concept of vocation, what that word means to you, and how do you feel called to the work that you do? You've touched on this a little bit, but um, just for people who might have some uncertainty about what exactly that word vocation means. I know a lot of times we use it just to refer to religious vocations, to the priesthood or religious life. Uh, but what does that word mean to you? It's really, a, 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 you know, I talked a little while ago about this idea of holistic, and I look at vocation in a much more all-encompassing kind of way. Technically speaking, when, the, when we talk in church speak anyway about vocation, just as you said, Kevin, we're, we talk about the priesthood, the religious life, or the married state or the lay state, which are, so that's sort of what the church views as vocation. And when we talk about work, we put an, an A in front of it. We talk about our avocation. I don't really like to think of it that way. I, I like to think of vocation in a much bigger context, and again, a more holistic kind of approach. So for me, I like to think that I am living out my vocation, and you might even be able to use a plural there, vocations. You know, can we have more than one vocation? I kind of think so. So I'm living out my vocation in the all the different areas of my life. For instance, I'm a husband. I've been married for almost 39 years now. I'm a father. I've got four children. I'm a grandfather. I've got two grandchildren. So those are all part of my vocation to the married state. Now, speaking about this idea of our work and what we do for a living, this idea of a vocation also being what we talked about before, how do we give our lives and the service that we do, whether it's through our work or through volunteer service or whatever, how do we make that all work for God? How do we make that all work for the betterment of the kingdom of heaven here on earth, which we are all part of? And in a, in a greater context than that, I like to ask myself the question, how am I using my talents to bring forth or bring about or build up the kingdom of God? And to me, that's really what vocation is all about. It's not just about religion or the religious life or the married state or whatever. It's so, it's so much more all-encompassing, and I always try to get people to think in that bigger picture context when it comes to the idea of vocation. That's awesome, and I think that really speaks to the concerns of a lot of college students of faith who the vast majority of whom will not go work in a career or an industry that's directly tied in with their faith. I know, MJ, you have some thoughts about this as well. Yeah, no, I think it's just, it's interesting because especially, you know, in college, there's not necessarily, they don't teach you about all the jobs that, you know, are directly aligned with faith. And obviously there's some careers, you know, it's particularly, you know, medicine um, and jobs like that, that might seem, you know, you can tie in how you're actually helping people on a day-to-day -day basis. But then there's a lot of other jobs where you're sitting in an office and not doing anything really related to faith. And so I think a question for a lot of students is, how do we engage in our faith 
um, if the work we're doing is not directly related to, you know, what the the goal um, of our life is in order to grow closer to God. Yeah, and Gus, I really liked what you said in that regard about building up the kingdom of God wherever we are, whatever we're involved in in our lives. And again, going back to that holistic approach, I think is a really good way to look at it. Another thing that I'm curious about, I think, to hear a little bit more, is your time as a radio host um, for the secular radio versus um, how it's different from, you know, the Catholic radio station. Like, is when you go to work every day and you do your job, does it feel very different? Yeah, you know, it's a great question, MJ, because in my, in my spiritual journey, uh, back in those days, I was nowhere where I am today. And in those days, like I say, I was I was very selfish, very self-centered. And so, you know, my goal in life was to have a good time, was to make a lot of money, become rich, famous, all that other kind of stuff. So at that point in my life, I really didn't have any sense of vocation. I really didn't have any sense of serving God or anything like that. That was a, a completely different point in my life. But as I look back now, I, I'm able to see Everything we do in life is preparation. It's all preparation for something else. God has this great big master plan, and even if we don't know exactly what the purpose is for what we're undergoing at the moment, if we can have a little bit of an understanding that whatever's going on here, whatever I'm doing here, God has a purpose for this. God has a reason for this, and what I'm doing now is preparing me for something in the future. Even if you're doing something that you dearly love and uh, and you feel very called to, it's still preparation. God still has something else in store for you somewhere down the road. And I think if we can sort of open our minds to that and and try to get a little better sense of, Lord, I, I'm not sure what's going on here. I'm not sure why you have me in this particular position or this particular vocation or this particular job, but I, but I realize that you're preparing me for something. So help me today to do the best that I can do in whatever it is that I'm doing right now, so that when the next thing comes along, whatever it is that you're preparing me for, God, that I can do well at that too. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And again, that brings up the idea of trust. Again, I think trust that God has a plan for us and that it's going to, life is going to work out. Um, And I think the other thing that I think is relevant to what Kevin and I have talked about in a few other episodes is the idea of instant gratification and how faith really is not like that at all. And so that I think comes into this whole idea of patience. You know, we're not going to be able to see the returns in all that we do right away, but maybe it's preparation for something to come in the future that we might not know about right now. Yeah, it's a great it's a great way to look at things. And if you know, if you are going through a tough time and listen, I I, I sometimes worry about myself that I'm over spiritualizing everything, you know. But I found that as I've grown in my walk with Jesus and in my walk with God, uh, I'm I'm getting a little better at 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 least asking the question, you know, Lord I don't know exactly what's going on here, but I, like you just said, MJ, I trust you, and I trust that you're working everything out in the background. I always like to think that God is doing what he's doing in the background, and all I can do is what he's asked me to do, do the best that I can at what he's asked me to do today, and then let the chips fall where they may. He'll show me the way when the time is right. Yeah, and I think what's so relevant to this, particularly about careers, is the fact that careers are very dynamic, and nowadays, people don't 
really choose a career, choose a job, and stick with it for 40 years the way people used to. Um, people have now the option to, you know, change around, switch to different jobs and different roles. And I think that process of being um, more dynamic allows us to find roles that maybe adapt more to, you know, our strengths and our interests uh, and be able to see as we jump to different roles what fits our needs and, you know, our skills best. Yeah, if, if I could just dovetail off of that for a second too, MJ, it's a, it's a great point. And studies show that your average person, your average American, is going to go through around seven job changes or even career changes before they land on that thing that, that they wind up doing on a more long-term basis. So the reason I bring that up is because a lot of times we can look at something that maybe we weren't so successful at. Because listen, I've, I've had a lot of failures in my life as well. Um, and we can look at them as being failures and really get down and get hard down on ourselves. But we shouldn't really do that. We just look at it as, in essence, something else that, that in other words, so this must not be what God has in store for me long term. You see what I mean? Sort of rethinking the idea of failing at something to make it more along the lines of, well, I was, it's like Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison took him 10,000 tries to figure out how to make the incandescent light bulb, right? And he was once asked, uh, how did you feel about failing 10,000 times? And he said, oh, I didn't look at it as I failed 10,000 times. I just figured out 10,000 different ways how not to make a light bulb. You see what I mean? So if we can turn kind of the way we think and those different career decisions that we make or places where we wind up, not looking at the previous one as a failure, but rather just looking at it as a stepping stone, as, as something that led me to closer to what God has in store for me in the long term. That's great, Gus. And I think so much of what you said is relevant, especially for young people. As we're, you know, as college students, we often struggle with that bigger picture perspective on careers. And as you said, changes will come in our careers and in our career paths. Um, Again, thank you for that perspective. I think it's really valuable. Yeah. And going off that, we know a lot of other seniors who are similar positions in terms of, you know, we're leaving soon. And there's this pressure, I think, to find the right job right away. And like we said, you know, maybe the next role or the first role is just preparation for you know, a role down the line or, you know, role two, two roles down the line. Um, and I think it's that ability to trust that what you're doing, you know, doing the best you can do at the moment, but not needing to plan out our entire lives, because I think the fun of it is, you know, seeing where God leads us all. And Gus, we always like to uh, conclude with a fun question. So if you're open to that, we, we have a little bit of a, of a fun question for you. Sure, lay it on me. So as a early morning radio show host, I'm sure that you get up quite early. How how early do you get up every morning? <laughs> uh, usually somewhere between 4 o'clock and 4.15. Okay, so I think something that's very relevant to college students who, I don't know if you know this, but college students like to sleep in a little bit. When is the last yeah. time that you slept in past 10 a.m.? <laughs> uh, gee, I think it was that day that I went to bed around 8 a.m. No, I, it, honestly... Uh, listen, I'm I'm fifteen, almost fifty nine years old now. All right, so once you're once you get used to a certain thing, and you know, the funny thing is that you asked me that is because I've always been a morning person. When I was a little kid, 
I got up early in the morning. Uh, when I was a teenager, I had a paper, a morning paper route, so I would get up at 4 a.m. You know, I don't know that I've ever slept past 10 a.m. To be quite honest with you, <laughs> because I've, I've just—it's just me. It's just my body. It's my body clock. I've always been a morning person, and so I do. Go, I go to bed pretty early at night. But gosh, so the answer is I have no. I don't know if I've ever done that in my life. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very impressive. I'm also a morning person, so we can we can relate over that, but I know MJ not so much. Hey, 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 that's not fair. I don't think I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I think I'm just more productive at night. But hey, whatever works. It's such an honor to have you on our show, especially, you know, the fact that you do the Catholic channel and you know Kevin and I were a little worried at the beginning about having you you know on on the station because we didn't know how you'd react to you know being able to speak in front of in front of people right yeah I know that the whole the <laughs> yeah. whole microphone recording thing I know it's probably unfamiliar <laughs> for you Gus but we appreciate you putting yourself out there to do this exactly oh thanks it's been a privilege well listen you guys keep up the great work too you know like I, I talked to you a little bit before the show here uh, about working on your craft and, and doing what you love. And I can tell that you guys really like what you do. That's so very important. So I hope you'll keep it up, and I, I hope that you'll continue to hone your craft and, you know, just follow wherever God leads you with this whole thing. God bless you guys. Thank you so much, Gus. We really are enjoying it. Thank you again for your time. It's been an honor. The privilege has been mine. Thanks again, Gus, for your time. We really appreciate it. You can listen to Gus every weekday morning on the Catholic Channel, Sirius XM 129. And thank you for listening to Four Years of Faith, a podcast on Catholicism in college. I'm Kevin Jackson. And I'm Mary Joy Kozak. We'll see you next time.